0: Today's daf is Psachim daf Yud. We are on Yud Amit of three lines from the top. So we've been discussing many cases of chametz being moved around. Should we, should we be concerned? When are we not concerned? When we go by roiv? When we rely on the chazakah, the assumption? And this is what many in yeshiva will spend many months on, learning chazaka, roiv, sveikais, the first parak of Ksubis, famous sugyas in shas. We're only going to spend a few minutes on it, but just interesting to, to highlight some of the lambdas. So tseibur echad shel So again, three lines from the top. You have one pile of chametz. Ulofanav shnei and bedukin. You have two houses. They already have been checked for chametz. So your bedikas chametz night. Two hours after bedika, everybody you know finished what they had to do. They're having their end of the uh, their final barbecue, and you have a pile of. Burger buns. So if you're out to barbecue, the mouse comes, it takes a burger bun. We're not sure which house it went into. It went into one of the houses. We don't know if it went into house A or house B. Now both of these homes, unlike the previous case, both of these homes have already been checked for chametz. So if we decide that the mouse went into house A or house B, they are going to need to do a new and that's going to kill their barbecue chill that they're having the night before Pesach. So, So, What do you mean? The Gemars, this is the same case of of two roads. What does this mean, the case of two roads? Well, so it's a Mishnah, you have two roads, Echad so The halacha is that when it comes to tumah tahara that tumah in rishus harabim, even though tumah is a Perhaps the status of a daraisa, and you should say suffig daraisa l'ahumra, there's a Xerasakasa have learned out from Saita that anytime there's a suffig, there's a doubt of tuma in a Rashusha harabim in a public area. This does not mean Rishush harabim of Aeruvan fame. It means a place where people are visible. It's a public area. Then there is Svaika is lahakel is Tahar. However, in a Rashusha Yachid, which means a secluded area, hence Saita, a place where one can theoretically do something, you know, the Mizana, a secluded area where there's no passerbys. So that is considered Rishos Hayeched, and we learn out from sukkim that there Sveika is Tameh. So whenever we talk about the Shvil, we assume the Shvil is Rishos Haratma. So you have Shnei shvil and you have two roads, Echa Tameh V'Echa Tahar. One road had a mace buried there, and the other one did not. We're not sure which one was which. Now, the mace was buried across, meaning the body was placed through the width of the street. Let's assume it was only a five-foot-wide street, and if you walked on that street, you automatically became Tameh because you walked over the mace. There was no way to have theoretically walked around. So the shnei shvilin, Echa Tameh vecha v'alach V'halach behen so Ruvain goes through one of these two paths. He's not sure which one he went in. And he did Taharis. He, meaning he touched things that have been Tahar previously. And the question is going to be, do those things remain Tahar? But the story is not yet over. Shimon, and his friend, comes and he follows him directly. He touches his own Taharis things. But they both walked on. I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the, Shimon walked on the other one. I said it wrong. You have two roads. Ruvain. Walks on road A, Shimon walks through road B, and they each touch their own Taharis. So the question is like this. If each one would ask his rabbi, rabbi, I just went into one of two streets, one of those were Tamei. The rabbi is going to text back, are you in a you in a secluded area of reshosa If it's reshosa rabbi, svei So that should have been the answer. So, what's the halacha? Rabbi Yehuda Aimar depends. Each one asks on his own, they each text thereof. So, Tahir and they're both tar because each one has a suffix, suffix lakula. However, if they both ask together, tame, they're Tame. Why? So, we're going to see that there's a some type of Isser or some type of concern that the whole thing looks like a joke. If they're both asking together, we cannot say, they're both tahar. How could they both be tahar? One of them walked on the road that had a dead body on it. So if they're asking together, the whole thing's a joke, and therefore we have to say they're tamay. And it seems at this point that whether they asked individually or they asked together, united, it would still be tamay. He says, not so fast. Let me explain what Rabbi Yossi meant to say. Bevas achas, when they ask together, divriyah to Everyone agrees, they're both tamin. Because the Rav cannot give a hoi he cannot paskin, you're both tahar. It just doesn't make any sense. But ze if they came one after the other, they asked the Rav, you know, one minute and two minutes later, Shimon asked the Rav, divriyah kolt They're both tahar. Because each one has his own Hairah, and the Hairah makes sense. between the Tanakam and Rabbi is bibali, Someone went to ask, he asked for himself, and additionally, in the same sentence, he asked what he should do about his friend, you know, asking for a friend. Rabbi Yehuda says, since you put it in the same question, you shouldn't have done that. You did it in the same question. You wrapped it all together. So the Rav cannot respond in saying you're both Tahar. That's not a true statement because then it looks funny. How can they both be Tahar if they both walked on two different roads? One of them was Tameh. He cannot say that. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda holds that as if they both came to ask at the same time, waiting for a, for a p'sak. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Medamile Each one could have his own p'sak.'" Some of the Rishonim say that even in the, that situation, according to Yehuda, the Rav would not be able to paskin to atem, you're both Tar. because that statement is, it looks silly. What he could do is he could answer, I'll, I'll answer your Shiloh. I'm not going to answer the, your, the Shiloh you're asking for, for your friend. So Ruvain's asking a Shiloh for him and Shimon. The Rav responds, Reuven, you're Tar. So then Reuven could go home and he could think, hey, why was I tar? Because I saw things, so will tell Shimon, by the way, look, I got a psak. you would also be tar. So that we could do. But for the rav to say shneim, or my atem, that already looks silly. And even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that that would not be fine. Now, what does this have to do with hametz? So we say the same thing, that if each of these homeowners would go to their rav and say, hey, we were making a barbecue, uh, Mouse took, a bun into one of the two homes, the Rav says, no problem, since you're not sure if it came into your house or not, Badika's chametz is only the Rabbanon, because you're doing Bitel anyways, so you can be meko. However, if they both come to the Rav, let's the see the Rav is by the barbecue, and <laughs> they ask him, what do we do? So He can't paskin, both your homes are for sure, you know, don't need bedikah, and therefore, they would have to do badika's chametz. Okay, next, suffolk all suffolk layol. So let's say you have a mouse that finds the burger bun outside, and we're not sure if he even went into the house. So the Gemara says, That's a case of bika. In the case of bika, what's the case of bicka? Not What's the case of bika? What's the case someone who walks into a bika, which means a, uh, there was a bunch of fields next to each other, be in the rainy season, why do we care if it's the rainy season? So as Rashi points out, if you look in the Mishnahis there, that in the rainy season people would not be walking through the bika because they would get their feet all dirty or muddy, and therefore it, was, it ended up being a secluded area at Roshos So in Roshos Hayachad we say Safek is Tameh, so just keep that in mind the Tumma the plainness. So one of these fields, let's say field C, has Tumma in it. So there's a bunch of fields together. Field C has Tumma. And one fellow comes and he says, "Halachti b'makom Elazar. I went into that bika, but ve'ini adin echnasti ba'isa. I don't know if I actually went into field C. Ve'moyn echnasti if I didn't. Rabbi Elazar mitar. Rabbi Elazar, you're tahr. Racham mitama. Racham says you're Why it's suffik tuma b'shusa yachin you're tummy. Why does Rabbi say you're tahr? Shav Rabbi Elazar bia Tahar. If you're not sure if you even entered into that field, then you're tahr. It's similar to a sex sexfeka." What's the Svek sveka? I'm not sure if I went into field C or not. And even if I did go into field C, th- not every step in field C is tummy. There is a mace there. I don't know if I went right over that mace or not. So therefore, it's like a Svek sveka. So that's what Rebeleza says. Now, Suffolk Maga, what if you went in there, but you're not sure if you touched it, or in general, Suffolk, if I touched the mace or not. So then we say uh, Suffolk Maga tuma. If Suffolk, if you touched tummy, then Rebeleza would agree you're tummy. Okay, now it happens to Rashi says, from here you see, that that is talking about on Dindar arisa, where Sveko is Lahachmer. By Chomets, even Rebbe Lezer would agree, would agree sorry, even the cham would agree, that safek Bia, Sveik entry in would be fine, in our case, because the whole of is Chivah, so even the Chumra on Rebbe Lezer, Rashi says they would agree that over here, suffolk bia is less than a classic suffix and therefore suffolk all suffolk loyal halacha would be you do not have to do but hamet. next all what if you didn't have a suffix if the mouse actually went in you saw it going in all. Okay, so is you got go to go do bedikas chametz. So the animal went in, ubadak, and now you go check, okay? You're chasing the mouse. V'lay ashgach, you can't find the chametz. Now you're not sure, did the chametz get eaten up? Did it go here there? You have no clue, but you did a good bedikas chametz. So pluk der mei mei the Rabbanan. mei a Desemachlegis or v'rabanan. And we shall learn from there. As Rashi explains again, this whole, we're going, like, in Rashi Shita, we're not saying this is an exact comparison, but we're just... Getting educated on the sugya from a machleika. so it's not like we're a machloekahs or Rami and the Rabbanon on this case. There is a machloekahs or Rami and the Rabbanon a mesektes nida daf samach aleph, which we are going to shed light from that onto our sugya. The Tana went to the Mishnah and nida. called anything that's becheskas tuma, which lets you had a um, a a mace, he had a dead body, and then rocks fell on top of it. So that's the case in the Mishnah. We assume that there's tumma here until I find where it, that, that it left. And any time someone stands over these rocks of, and there was t- uh, Tumah mace underneath it, there's Tumah. You check the, the stones and the rubble. Until you hit you know, hard rock, or ground, virgin ground, that was never moved out of its place. So there, at that point, you say, hey, I checked all the possible areas for tuma, and I could, you know, relax now. I, I didn't find it. We, I have to assume that either it rotted or it was taken away. It's no longer here. So that was talking about tuma. So Rashi once again says, that let's say you had chametz in your house that the mouse brought in, and you did a badika, You looked around, but you couldn't find it, so even though a mere holds that ain't not Tuma yitzis, you know, midi chazaka. Even through checking, that's only by Tuma Mase, which is the raisa, but by bidika's Chametz, which, again, is only the Rabbanon, as we keep saying, because bitul ba'al Masagi. if you did bitul, you were Mavato your Chametz. it turns out that you didn't need to do Bedigas, it's only a Taqana de Rabbanon. So since it's only a Taqana de Rabbanon, Even Ramay would agree, once I checked, I did what I can, there's nothing more for me to do. So if a mouse took the chametz, you ran after the mouse, you know, who was holding a granola bar, and now you cannot find the mouse, you cannot find the granola bar, but you did a badikas chametz, you did what you can do, and that is it. Next case, all ubadak v'ashkach. Okay, another case. So the mouse took the granola bar, it goes into your house, you chase after the mouse, and you find it. You find the piece of chametz. But you don't know if this was the chametz that the at the, uh, that, that the mouse took in, or you found another piece. You don't know. So That's the other field. And there was a grave. There was a dead body buried there, but you don't know where it is in the field. So, Someone who walks into this field is Tame, because What if you found a grave? If you walk into it, you're Why? Because we found the grave. And as long as you walk around it, it'll put up you know, a sign. Don't walk here. You're tar. Shani Armer. Kever The grave that was lost, that's the grave that we found. And every other part of the field is tahar. Divrei no. the Don't assume that you found the grave. There was one grave that was lost. Maybe you found the second one. You don't know that you found the first one. And therefore, you cannot assume that it's tar. So the same thing is Assumed when it comes to chametz. You have the same achloikas. That it's the same achloikas Rebbe of Shem Gamliel. Rebbe holds that when I found the chametz, I should assume this is the chametz that was lost. But Rebbe Shimon Gamliel would say, no. Maybe you found a different piece of chametz. Now, chaniach tesha umatzah eser. Let's say you put down nine pieces of bread uh, after your badika's chametz. Already, uh, you know, left over nine pieces. Some you know, umatzah eser. And now you found ten. So the question is, did I find my original nine, and just a tenth one? And okay, I found all of them. Or do we say, no, that how do you even know that from these ten was your original nine? Maybe there's 19 pieces of bread in the house, and I have to do more bedikah. So put to the Rabbi Rabbonah, the time Maneh Umatza Masayim lets you put down a hundred zuz of my money, and now when you came back to it, you found 200 zuz. So the question is, what is it? So According to the Rebbe, you assume 100 is and 100 is. We assume that the stayed and the extra. I'm sorry, you assume the stayed and the extra is. So the same thing by Chomets. We assume that my nine pieces of Chomets were the same original ones and one got added. For Chomet Kochun, everything is considered because it wasn't common. You look at Rashi and twice, it wasn't common for people to leave. Money, ma'aser sheni money went chulin. So if you found two hundred zuz, you assume the whole thing was chulin, and we assume like panim chadash is It's a new thing here. So the same thing with the chametz. The Gemara here here assumes again one can ask in lumdus how it's the same, but the will just take it at face value. Similar way that just because I left chametz and now I found more doesn't mean I found from my existing one that I put down. It could be these are additional pieces of bread and I'd have to do a new What about the other case? You've, you put down ten and you found nine. So that's the Let's assume one was put down and what you, what was taken was a man. We assume that the the original two hundred were taken and, and put in a different place and now they put a new hundred ma of chulin and that is what it is so similar machlekes meaning when the numbers are off that's the machlekes chacham and rebbe rebbe holds. We assume, you know, plus one or minus one. We assume whatever you left there is still there. If you found more, so we have another piece of chametz, if you found less, okay, so you have to go find one. And the chametz say, no, once the numbers are off, I put down ten and now I find nine, or now I find eleven, I have no clue what happened originally. I don't assume just one more piece got added. I assume that there's a lot more going on here, and therefore, they would have to do a new betika. Next case. (laughs) teisha, umatzah, eser. Uh, I'm sorry, uh we did this. Next. Ahmed Baze. Hniak bizavizu, umatza bizava sacharis. Let's say you left chamas in one corner of your house, and now you found it in another corner. So Mars has plucked it up shrimp on leo. So my chloikas between up shimming and the rob button. What's this, my chloik? It's the tiny month in a braise. You have an axe that was lost in a house. So we're going to assume it's a Kaylee. And the whole bias is Tame. What does that have to do with anything? So let's say you had a hammer and you left it on your dining room table and now you come back home and you cannot find it. So we're going to assume that an Adam Tame, someone who doesn't care about Tame tahara, obviously doesn't care about stealing, why would he care about that? So he came into your house. He took the kardom, but while he was in your house, while he broke in, he touched a lot of different things. So we have to assume that it is considered tameh. The bias is <laughs> you the owner. You can't find your axe. You can't find your hammer. Nah, don't assume it was stolen. You probably misplaced it. You lent it to someone who, who, and uh, you forgot about it you put it in one corner, you left it in one corner, now you put it in another corner without realizing it. The Mark says, corners, who mentioned corners? The Mark says, I'm missing some words here. You lost your axe. You lost your hammer. The thief came in and he stole it, but he made everything tamei. He came. He put it, took it from one corner, put it in the other corner, and through that he touched everything. No. He lent it to someone else, and he forgot is Maybe you picked it up from one corner and you put it in a different corner and you forgot about it. So the same thing applies when someone leaves chametz in one corner and you find chametz in another corner. According to we should assume the mouse came. He moved chametz, and now once we have a mouse in the picture we should be concerned that other chametz was put there, and we have no clue, what, you know, once we're, the numbers are off, once the location or the amount is off, we have the sheet of the chachamim, that we have to do an new According to Hashem, we don't know. you forgot about it, you assumed, you put it in one corner, yeah, you were absent-minded, you actually put it in a different corner, or you lent it to someone, something like that, and therefore you do not need to do a new bedikah. We assume what I see is what was always what was what was what I had in the first place, nothing new, and therefore do not need to do a new badika's Okay, so more halakhas. Amorava, akvar You have a mouse that walks into a house holding a piece of bread. Chase the mouse, and um, Now you find no more bread, but you found crumbs. So do we say a die So a die in tar? So it's the gemara says tarich bedikah. You have to do another bedikah. It's not typical for a mouse to make crumbs when they eat. And therefore, we should not assume that these crumbs come from that piece of bread. And the piece of bread is somewhere else in the house. You did not locate it yet. So if you have a child that's running around with his uh, you know, slice of pizza, you're chasing when you find crumbs. Then I should assume that is the pizza. That is the, these crumbs is the chomets that my child was running around with some more questions you have a mouse that walks into the house holding a piece of bread then you see what's going on all of a sudden the mouse goes into the house and now a mouse comes out Holding a piece of bread maho do say me I all it's the same mouse you only have one mouse in the house maybe you know if you have mice in your house your wife says if there's one there's got to be more mice so how do you know that this is the same mouse that went into the that Went into the house holding bread. That's the same one that's coming out. Maybe there's more bread in my house. Let's assume one mouse. So let's have a white mouse that walks into the house. The have a black mouse that's walking out of the house holding bread. Mahu? What's the din? So so. This is definitely, you know, I should assume this is two different mice over here. So, why should I assume it's the same piece of bread? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the black mouse stole it from the white mouse, and that's how there's bread. That's how, maybe that, that's the same piece of bread. So, the more symptoms, maybe it's not typical for mice to take bread from each other. What if a mouse went in? holding bread, and a weasel comes out, and now it's holding bread. Mahu? Do we say, it makes sense that a weasel would take from a mouse. must be a different piece of bread. If, in fact, the weasel would have found the mouse that was holding bread, not only would the weasel have stolen the mouse, I'm sorry, not only would the weasel have taken the bread, the weasel would have Eaten the mouse as well. So you would have found the, ma- the mouse in the mouth of the weasel. Okay. So the marsh is if it's true that if the weasel would have taken the bread from the mouse. It would have eaten the mouse as well or be chewing munching on the mouse. So I'll ask you another question. let's see you, you're looking at your you know your uh, your cameras, you see that a mouse walked into your house holding a piece of bread, the and a weasel comes out, and it's holding the bread and the mouse in his mouth. This must be it. If this was in fact, that piece of bread. Uh, that really the that bread that you found was originally in the mouth of the mouse. So how did it get into the weasel's mouth? So the Gemara says, I don't know. Maybe that the we, that the when the mouse saw the weasel, it fumbled its bread out of panic, seeing that free safety with an open hit. So, uh, fumbles the ball, fumbles the bread, the weasel takes the mouse, and he got the bread as well, turnover, and now, that is why the bread left the mouse, head. now it's in the mouth of the weasel. So, the Gemara says, Teku, it is taka, a good question. Boi, Rav, one more Gemara, Rav asked the following shalom, Kikar you have a piece of bread that's found in the Shmei kari, meaning in a, in a high beam. Sarech sulam laherida, ain't sar. Do I have to, you know, get a ladder, get on a ladder, and bring it down, or should I assume no, it's not going to come down? What's the shayla? I mean, according to Rabbi Chiddush Rabbanan, to make you matriach to start climbing ladders for b'dikas Khamets? So, because came into l'ena chesvin avshilas and the meikhle, since the chametz is not going to. Fall, fall on its own, typically. There's no way you're going to eat it, so why do you have to do B'dikas Chametz? Again, you're doing Bittel. You're going to say, This is not mine anymore. But do I have to actually go burn it? I don't know. Maybe it might fall down. You might end up eating it, so therefore you do have indeed the takana de to do Chametz. You might end up, even if it's very high, you might end up eating it. Let's say you have a piece of bread that fell into a pit. You're in in your house, or let's say you have a, a well or something. So do I have to go, you know, get a ladder and go bring it up? Do we or ain't Here for sure, it's not going to get up on its own. You're gonna drop something into your your bar, and you might bend down and go and get, go get your item, and you might end up beating it. So there. Theoretically, could be a scenario where you would want to have gotten rid of this chametz. So that's the Shaiva. Now, in terms of leimar zinu de nachas that in the mechla, so kikar befi nachas tzarich chaver in So let's give a. A piece of bread that's in the mouth of a snake do i need a cover here we're talking about someone who charms the snake a charmer do i have to hire a, a person who charms the snake to take it out or do i not need it so the gufay do we say the the rabbonan required one to do things with your body if it comes to spending money you don't have to maybe there's no difference take all these shailas are teku, and therefore, happens to be, since most of these questions are shilas of bedikas chametz, therefore we know that this is only a din Rabbanan, so we can be makele on many of these things. So just some halacha, just to, to touch upon, we, we mentioned a few times already the question of, you know, moving your refrigerator or appliances, other items, which is very difficult to access, so this would go with this gemara, b'shmei kaira. If it's so hard to get, you don't really have access to. So halakhally, one could, could say that they do not uh, need to do a pedikas chametz. They, they do not have access to it. Another example would be you have a, uh, some people like to pour bleach down their sink right before Pesach. So from a halachic standpoint, it's not necessary because you're not getting it. Theoretically, you have a backup. At that point, it's probably not really edible. But let's assume it would be edible. You don't have to be so concerned that it's going to come back up and therefore, bittul would be enough. There is a fundamental question that all the Rishonim ask on this Gemara. Taisvitz points out, we said that you, don't, you might not have to hire a, uh, a charmer to get the bread out of the snake. But hold on a second. We said on Daftalit, Nihlele Inish, people are happy that a mitzvah should be done with, with their money. So do we say that that's not true? It is true. And based on how you answer that question it will shed light on many applications halachalamaisa. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to answer that question because it is complicated, and I don't really see a clear halakha that everyone agrees to, but I want to just pose two common questions. Question number one, let's say you're in, a, you're in an airport, this happens to me all the time. So you want to, you have your sandwich, you, you know, you packed your kosher food, and you want to wash. So halachically, you can't just put your hands in the sink Natila sedayim was mesakin before you eat bread, and you need a keili. We learned this together. We'll learn it again in the Hashem. You need a Kaylee to wash your hands for Natila sedayim. What if you do not have a Kaylee? So, luckily, you could use a water bottle, but let's say you don't have you know, an empty bottle of water. You don't have a keili. Merely turning on the faucet doesn't work because you need a keili. Unless there's a, there's a, you know, a water tank, which may or may not exist, there's no way of you knowing, if it's being piped in from a reservoir for sure that's not considered a Kaylee, even if it's coming from a water tower, halakhly one could argue that it already left that Kaylee by the time you' you're turning on the faucet. So the question is how do you wash your hands when you're in an airport so very often what I would do is I'll go to a coffee shop, ask them ask them for a cup an empty cup, and use that to wash my hands. sometimes this happens in LaGuardia several times. They tell me, no, we have no spear cups. You want a cup? 75 cents. I don't even know how they price that, but okay, let's assume 75 cents for a cup. So am I Am I obligated to spend 75 cents to buy a cup? Well, actually, there's no cups at all, but I could buy a bottle of water for $7. to buy my Dasani water for seven bucks in the airport. Am I to do it? On one end, you could say, well, I know Chazal tell me I have to be matriach. I have to do matriach, I have to travel, up to 18 minutes to get out of my way to get water from the Tila Sedayim, so maybe a few dollars is also required. On the other hand, we see that when it comes to mum and when it comes to money, there is a difference between how much you have to spend for a Takana de versus how much you have to be matriach. That's one example. Another example common question is regarding the halachas of Pas Yisrael. So the Mishnah tells us there was a gzera, that one should not eat Pas of anachri bread of a non-Jew. If you look in the Ramah, the Ramah has a safer called the Tereschatas, uh, and the Ramah writes that Kalal Yisrael never accepted this minog, and therefore, even if you have Pas Yisrael and non-Pas Yisrael available, there is no, no, no need for you to be makbid. You could eat your uh, mission wraps, your Arnold buns, whatever you want. You do not need to have Pas yisrael. However, there are those that argue, the Shulchan Aruch argues, it says, no, you do need Pas yisrael. The Shach says, Bal Nefesh should be Machmir. And each one has their, you know, different uh, communities have their, have their own way of how this plays out. In the Kashrus world, we give Ashkachas on anything, even if it's not Pas yisrael, But not everyone goes with it. Even in the most stringent opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, that one is required to eat Pas yisrael, he does bring down a few heterim. One heter is that, let's say, you cannot find the, the uh, you don't have it available in your city, so you are allowed to eat the, uh, you are allowed to eat the non-past Yisrael. Additionally, even if it's a different type, different type of bread, or the Shulchan Aral brings from the Rashba, they, it's a higher quality. Let's say you're, Pasy Yisrael is you know coming frozen from New York. You live in the middle of nowhere. You don't have fresh pas Yisrael bakery. So there, you are allowed to eat the fresh non Yisrael, the pas palter, instead of eating instead of having to eat the pas Yisrael. What remains to be uh, uh, clarified in Halacha is what if same quality, same, you know, similar quality, similar type, but the price is different. I go to the store, and I see they have two types of pretzels. One of them has the pastis sticker on it, and it's $2 more. The other one is cheaper. It doesn't have the pastis sticker on it. Let's assume it's the same product, same date. One was made in the morning when the mashkir turned on the fire. One was made later, or a different line, not pastis Do I have to spend another 2 bucks? on my Paz So, similar discussion. Do we say that the same way you have to be mat-shriach. the Shulchan says you have to travel up to 18 minutes to get past bread. Again, if you're Ashkenazi, you can go with the remote it can be Mako. But according to the Shulchan you have to travel 18 minutes, so you have to go spend money to be mat shriach, so it really depends on how you learn the sugya that but that is a uh, an interesting halachic Halacha ramifications of this surgia. Have a wonderful day.